bow, bow. Like, did you take good notes? I think I did. Should I worry about the cicadas? I don't know. Do people Should care? You know? Here, I'll just say something at the beginning. Okay. Ready? That's the music. Okay. I got it. Hey, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, no reason. This is Tess. Hey, this is Eric. And you're listening to Same Peaks, y'all. This, the spinoff of our... Uh, of our podcast, Same Team, y'all, yeah. where we discuss the television show Twin Peaks. That's right. Every episode of Same Peaks, y'all, we discuss an episode of Twin Peaks. It is two episodes of Twin Peaks every two weeks. We did it. Holy smokes. I know, right? Um, today's episode, we'll be discussing episode two mm-hmm. of Twin Peaks, also known as... What's the title of the episode? You're the note taker. Oh, man. I already (gasps) forgot. Total unprofesh. I know. Oh, man. I already forgot. Hey, guys. Go ahead and Google Twin Peaks episode two. Is that what you're doing? (laughs) No, I'm going to Google it. If you're new to listening to us. I thought I would just remember, but I'm having a brain fart. That's okay. Um, If you're new to listening to us, guys, our stick is that Tess has watched all the episodes and loves the show. I've only watched episode one, a.k.a. the longest pilot of all time. (laughs) And I am uh, still undecided, but I decided to do this podcast with my friend Tess because we're really good friends. I would literally podcast about jars of mayonnaise with her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The title of this episode is Traces to Nowhere. I just want to make a point about the titles for the episodes, by the way. So we've both been watching Twin Peaks on Netflix Mm -hmm. uh, where you get these episode titles. But the episode titles were not actually given by the creators of the television show. Uh, when the show went into syndication in Germany, it was given titles. So I don't so know. So like after the fact. Yeah, I don't know who gave the episodes these titles, but they've da- got titles now. David Lynch? I don't think he did. I think I think it was something involved in the when it went into syndication overseas. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So um, the I don't know that the the episode titles really have much to do with the episode. Huh. I should mention too before we go into talking about episode two, we are recording at my house. It's a beautiful day. I got all the windows open. So if you hear like wind blowing or cicadas or kids going, hey, I love throwing baseballs because I'm a kid. Uh, that's because the window's open, which is just some ambiance to the to the house. So um, episode I, two. Yes. I just have uh, really quick uh, some, oh, there, I wrote down the title of the episode right there. That's okay. Um, I'm a dummy. I don't know. So we're back to being profesh, right? <laughs> What's more unprofesh, forgetting it or remembering it by looking up and then going, wait, I remembered it the whole time. <laughs> By the way, guys, Tess takes tons of notes. I, I have, do. look at my note right here. Well, you that got one it. card. You got that one card. One Here's card. my, I think I took seven pages of notes. So many time. notes. You're going to need a new notebook by the time <laughs> you're done. I will. I will. Probably need several new notebooks. I just want to make uh, two amendments to yes. our last episode. Okay. Amendment number one. You and I had a conversation about the population of Twin Peaks. Yes. The exact population, according to the sign, is 51,201. And we had a we had a conversation. I really liked your theory that mm-hmm. the that the the town used to be heavily populated, and then something happened, and there was a mass like migration out of the town. And then my theory was that there was just a misprint on the side. <laughs> but actually, what ha- what happened was okay. Apparently, uh, Lynch and Frost wanted it to be uh, five thousand one hundred and twenty. A small town, which is what you see on the show. You see a small town. Yeah. You see the sheriff's department with three dudes that work there. Um, three dudes and three hundred donuts. The network, <laughs> the network that the the Twin Peaks was on, uh, thought that a show about a small town wouldn't sell, so they told them to add one digit on there and make it a city. Wow. Yeah. So now we know. Now we know. And also, the other amendment I wanted is uh, we mentioned in the last oh, episode, right. I had a I had a count going of the uh, the number of people of color that appear <laughs> in the pilot episode. And you had said that you thought the principal. I thought it was a principal. But I think it's the the football coach. Okay. Um, so that makes four. Four people in the town of Twin Peaks because we got the football coach, the doctor, uh, Ronette's doctor, Hawk, mm-hmm. who works at the police department, and Josie, who is Chinese. So we got four. And you might be asking yourself, Tess, why are you bothered to bring this up? Um, I just 
find it bewildering when I watch television shows and the cast is not diverse because we live in such a diverse world. You and I, Eric, we live in a pretty small conservative area. And I see diverse faces everywhere I look. Mm-hmm. And so when I watch TV and I don't see them, I find it just like, like I said, bewildering. Yeah. Like I'm just confused. Well, and also. So, and I realized this was the early 90s, but honestly, I don't think TV's changed that much. Yeah. I in think, that aspect. I, the way I look at it is if I look at, um, don't get me wrong. Okay, so real quick tangent, just because uh, <laughs> there's a, a semi-same uh, team y'all moment. But if I look at Marvel movies, right? Yeah. I'm a white dude, uh-huh. right? I see a bunch of white dudes being superheroes, right? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and let's say I'm not a white dude. I don't see a lot of myself in them. Yeah. You know, they're getting a little bit better, you know? They are. They but are. I mean, for a while it was like, hey, I'm the white dude hero, and this is my friend who's a friend of color, who also <laughs> happens to be a hero because I gave him a suit, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a little tough if you kind of look at it. I don't know. So, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, those are our amendments. Also, at some point, I need to take a picture of you doing your James impression. Oh, I forgot to do that. We are going to tweet it out, and yeah. I want to tweet it out. So, they'll definitely be on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at same team, y'all. Um, it's the Twitter handle for both of our podcasts, yeah. and uh, you're going to see a picture of Eric doing his luckily, impression of the great, very cool James Hurley. Luckily, James <laughs> does the face like several more times in this episode, so I, I'm completely it's prepared. His, it's his mean face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like his default face. Yeah, it is. So we'll uh, start off by uh, recapping. We're going to yeah. be recapping the episode. You'll hopefully be throwing in your commentary, sure. Mr. Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start off the episode... With uh, Special Agent Dale Cooper hanging upside down. Yeah. Which, by the way, I've always wanted gravity boots, right? (laughs) They look so cool, right? What is he doing? He's talking to Diane. Well, he is talking to Diane, but, like, why is he hanging upside down? Is he exercising? I think, isn't it to stimulate blood flow to the brain? Did you ever see, you saw the Michael Keaton um, Batman, right? Does he do that in that movie? He does. But then again, he's Batman. So, when I was a kid, I was like, it makes sense, because bats... (laughs) <laughs> Dale Cooper is is pretty amazing. I think part of it can be exercising, because if you hang your feet up and then, you, you know, reaching up, that's your abs, yeah, right? Yeah, I thought maybe he was doing a workout, because... He might have been. I don't know. <laughs> the great... Honestly, who killed Laura Palmer, to me, is a secondary mystery to how Dale Cooper stays so thin when he eats, like, nothing but He donuts. has the metabolism of a hummingbird, <laughs> yeah. remember? See, I do watch the show. A bumblebee, um, actually. I- Oh, yeah. Um, I think here's the real mystery. Um, As he's hanging upside down, he puts his. Do you know where I'm going? I don't know. He puts his recorder so that he doesn't drop it into his boxers, (laughs) in the front of his boxers. Oh, I didn't notice that. Right near the grown up bits. And then when he lowers himself, he takes that and puts it right up near his mouth again. So there's another mystery for you, Mr. Dale Cooper. I didn't even notice that. I wonder if it's because I'm a girl. I don't, I I don't think it's Douglas part. Furs he's smelling. <laughs> <laughs> he's smelling you his know what? own I bet, Douglas Fur. I bet Cooper is very hygienic. Oh, um, I'm sure he is. And he's talking to Diane and he says... He says to Diane, he, he really wonders about Marilyn Monroe and yeah. the Kennedys and, and who really shot J.F. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's a great character. He's really he good. He is. I think um, he's just, he's really into mysteries yeah. and he's a consummate uh, detective. He's always trying to figure out, trying to solve things. Yeah. Um, Multitasker. Yeah. You know? So then he goes to have breakfast. He has a, excuse me. Damn fine cup of coffee Excuse at the Great me. Northern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, oh, he meets Audrey. Which, you'll notice that Audrey's hair is a lot longer. Yeah. Did you notice that? Well, I tell <laughs> guys, a common theme for this cast is going to be my partial facial blindness. Anytime hair or clothing changes, I can't tell who's who. Luckily, I, my wife's watching it with me, and I'm like, is that the same person? She'll be like, yeah, I, I think it is. So, so. you definitely did notice. Um, I believe that back in the day... Uh, back in the early days of uh, television, the 1990s, which is when Twin Peaks was made, I think they have less um, concerns about continuity. Yeah. As we do in today's age where people are constantly rewatching and episodes. And we're hyper-aware of Yeah, we things. are. We're like, ooh, does that mean something? You know, that thing oh, that I just saw. He's got a tan now. Right. Like, oh, does that mean... Yeah. I think back then they just, I think they recorded, they, they, uh, they recorded that pilot and then probably a few months later they recorded this episode and in the meantime, the actress who plays Audrey's hair grew and they just decided to roll with it. Um, but anyways, Audrey, 
she comes to have breakfast with Coop there. She reveals that Laura was tutoring Johnny, so she yeah. knew Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Johnny has emotional problems, which run in the family. Yeah. Um, and then Audrey asks, if, if do your palms ever itch? Which I thought was really weird. Yeah. But that came out of nowhere, right? I think there's a lot of sexual tension. How old is she supposed to be? She's 18. How old is Agent Cooper supposed to be? I'm going to guess, like, in his early 30s, maybe. Well, I mean, no judging, but I mean... There's definitely an age gap there. It's kind of inappropriate. Yeah, well, he's got the Douglas fur. (laughs) (laughs) The old old Cooper Douglas fur. Anyway, we go right to the uh, sheriff's office. Coop is... Uh, straight to business. Yep. He's telling Harry, we're going to go here, and then we're going to go here, and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And, and Harry's he- just eating a donut the whole time. <laughs> it's such a great scene, because he's just, like, nodding. Or, mm, 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 I mm, love mm, this scene, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Sheriff Harry S. Truman is just munching some And donuts. excuse me, I really have to urinate. <laughs> that's how he, end, that's how he, <laughs> he ends does. the sentence. He does. Excuse me. <laughs> um, the autopsy has occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc Hayward uh, could not do it, because he's known Laura her whole life um but they find that she was uh, she died of a loss of blood from numerous wounds there were also bite marks yeah. on her and lesions where she was bound and within 12 hours she had had sexual relations with three separate men i feel like we should also point out this is a family friendly cast <laughs> but we still have to discuss the content of the we show do. so we, we this is family friendly as much as if you're Think of it this way. If you're going to let your kids watch Twin Peaks, this show's okay for you. That's right. Uh, same same um, Peaks, y'all, for you. So, yeah. Whoa, right? Man. And uh, I forget who says it, but someone says, who would do a thing like that? Yeah. And then we cut directly to Leo. Yeah, Leo. Which I, I don't know. Which, by the way, Leo, oh, not a nice man. guy. Not, not a nice guy at all, which we already knew that. But in this scene, he's he's making Shelly do his laundry. Shelly's just trying to get to work, and he's like, do my laundry. You haven't done this laundry. And there's a bloody shirt in the laundry. Mm-hmm. And she hides it. She hides yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Leo comes and he pinches her cheek. It's so weird. Super creepy. Yeah. Oh, I hate when he does. He that. pinches it hard. Yeah. Like it looks like it almost looked like they were using like face oh. morphing technology yeah. on her, it but was it was awful. just old fashioned, so uncomfortable face pinching. I didn't like it. I don't like Leo, but I will say, I think he's a red herring. Throwing it out there. Should have saved that for our theories area. That's, right. that's okay. That's all right. We'll return to it. Um, they're interrogating James. They find out that James was secretly Here, seeing wait, wait. Laura. Here, They're oh, interrogating yeah, James' face. Oh, that's a good James face. <laughs> 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 he was secretly seeing Laura. Um, he tried to get her to stop taking coke. <laughs> I know. Someone's James face. Um, uh, James. Oh, he has a flashback. That's when, right. To when Laura gave him the the necklace, but he doesn't share that with the cops mm-hmm. because they're looking for whoever has that necklace. Yeah, yeah. Um, Leo realizes his shirt is missing. He gets That's mad. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. But he doesn't find it. No. Because she hid it in the drawer right next to the washing yeah. machine, which how cool is it their washing machine's outside? That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if that's cool. I, I lived in a house where my washing machine was outside and I didn't care for it. Oh, no? I yeah, because you can't, cool. you can't do your wash on a rainy day. It's a shame. When, you, oh, that's when a good you're point. stuck inside, you might as well do laundry anyway. You can't get your laundry all wet. There's your laundry, t- <laughs> there's your laundry tip of the day, kids. <laughs> Mike and Bobby are chatting. And they mention that Leo mm-hmm. is involved with them. And he asks Mike where the, the other half of the money is. And they're referring to the money that was in Laura's safety deposit box. Yep. So now we know that Mike and Bobby and Leo and Laura were all involved in this illicit, probably drug trade. Um, yeah, and we don't know a lot about it. But we just know Leo is a part of it. Donna has a heart-to-heart with her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's really sad about Laura, but happy. I'm happy about her and James. Yeah. Which, it was weird because she actually described it like she said it's like the most wonderful dream or the worst nightmare before she describes the being happy about James. So it's like, what's the most wonderful dream part? And then she describes it. By the way, I love that scene because her and her mom are wearing matching colors. You catch that? Like, they're both wearing the same. Like, I feel like they pulled them. Like, this is the rack for family. They got to wear hunter green, you know, or, or forest green or whatever. So I thought that was funny. Uh, they, they wear a lot of, um, uh, like... Uh, those colors in Twin Peaks, a lot of like uh, uh, natural yeah. colors, a lot of plaid. Yeah. Um, oh, we see Big Ed. Mm-hmm. We find out that Big Ed is James's uncle, 
and he and he looks after James. We didn't know that when right? his mom was out of town. I'm not sure if we knew that, but we get like a little bit more about yeah. James's backstory mm-hmm. in this episode. We also find out that James was on that um, Big Ed was on a stakeout. Yeah. What? Yeah. What does what? that mean? What? I know that comes out of nowhere, and that he was. He was drugged. drugged. What? By the bartender, Jacques Renault. He thinks that's who drugged him. So he was on a stakeout for the cops? Oh, no. He was on a stakeout. I thought, then, I thought they were on a stakeout. I know. So they were staking out his stakeout? What? So many stakeouts. So many stakeouts. Who's hungry for steak? <laughs> Me. Texas Roadhouse. Let's go to the Roadhouse. By the way, Texas Roadhouse, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we love your roles. We love you. Can you imagine? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Norma and Nadine have a run-in. Uh, <laughs> yes. If you don't remember, uh, Norma is a uh, big Ed side piece, and Nadine and his, is his wife. And Nadine, uh, we find out why she's so into drapes. Yeah. She's inventing silent drape And she thought to herself, last night I hit her. <laughs> last night I hit her. Cotton balls. <laughs> Cotton Balls. So amazing. Oh, that actress. God, it's so good. Freaking amazing. Um, James is released, um, and he says he's going to need help from the Bookhouse Boys. Because Mike and Bobby are also being released on the same day. Yeah. And uh, we have no further Do we know who the Bookhouse Boys are? No further James says that. Bookhouse, yeah. Yeah. He needs help from them because Mike and Bobby are also being released, and he's worried that they're going to come after him. But Coop. Yeah. Comes to the rescue. He tells Mike and Bobby that they better not go after yeah, James. Yeah, it's well, it's hard not. It's hard to trust someone who will bark at you, <laughs> right? You never know what they. You might never do. know what they're gonna do. That's such a great scene. Bobby's a loose cannon. I really wish they barked more in this episode. <laughs> it's Bobby, and who's his friend? Mike, Mike. also known as Snake. Thank you. What does Bobby have a a code no. name? No, just Bobby. Bobby and Snake. Snake's hair. Um, Man. Harry Truman says what we're all thinking, uh, that he is the Watson yeah, to Yeah, that's a good one. Lo- looks like I better start studying science or <laughs> yeah. something. Medicine. Looks like I start studying medicine. Yeah, good, good scene. Um, Coop and Harry go to see Josie mm-hmm. and Pete, and they're served some coffee. Yeah, this is the scene. <laughs> this is the scene. Yeah. Um, Josie reveals that Laura was teaching her English, yeah. and the last time she saw her, she could tell that Laura was upset. Um, because Laura told her that she could understand how Josie felt after her husband's death. Which is kind of a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. Especially in the middle of an English lesson. Um, and Coop uh, accurately deduces that uh, yep. Truman and Josie are dating. And Truman's like, oh, why, why how'd you know? Uh, tr- uh, Harry, Harry Truman uh, admits that they've been seeing each other for about six weeks. Yeah. Um, and, A budding uh, relationship. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then Pete runs in and lets them know, fellas, don't drink that coffee. You never guess. There was a fish in, in the, the percolator. And then they're like, yeah, but it was, oh, it's too late because they already drank. I got to tell you. So, the, guys, <laughs> this is a scene I've known about for a while, but it did not play out the way I thought it would. Oh, One, really? I thought they were in the diner. Oh, okay. I thought it was a waitress who said oh, it to them. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, I know. So different. So this is the version I thought was in my head. I thought they were in the diner. I thought it was a waitress, probably Norma. And I thought when she said it, I thought they both did spit takes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but instead they just awkwardly like. Oh, they do awkward gulps yeah. instead. Yeah, like, oh, they'd already tasted No, the he's coffee. the guy that works at the mill. That's The right. lumber mill. Right? That's Pete. Pete, and, Pete oh, uh, lives with Josie yeah. and his wife, Catherine. And he agreed to close down the mill. Because he agreed with Josie that it's respectful. You and can Catherine tell that was not into that. Yeah, you can tell that Pete aligns more with Josie than he does with his wife Catherine. Um, he's neutral good. <laughs> <laughs> For if anyone plays D and D, good good neutral or whatever. Uh, Josie gets Lawful. A, speaking of Catherine, Josie gets a call from Catherine. Catherine claims that Josie's shutdown cost the mill eighty seven thousand yep. dollars, which I think is pretty unbelievable. In 1990. I think that's unbelievable. Also, I mean, I would say the cost of respect is priceless. So you know, so <laughs> Catherine. Also, where did Catherine get those numbers? How does she get them? Like, 
Like, Did really? she have a TI-83 calculator? Did they have those back then? Maybe. Uh, Catherine and Ben are having an affair, um, and they're talking about running the mill into bankruptcy and possibly arson. And Ben's the owner of... The Great Northern Hotel. Yeah, which is the big fancy hotel right. in town. Yeah, okay. And he's sleazy. Also, he's wearing a clown tie for some reason. <laughs> right? Did you see him? I was like, knock it off. Do you think that was fashionable in the 90s? It maybe? probably was. Yeah. It was probably like his equivalent of like a power tie. Like he's, he's like, these dots will dazzle them. And, and I will, you know. Uh, Donna goes to see Sarah Palmer, who's Laura Palmer's mother. Mm-hmm. And Sarah has a disturbing vision. Uh, first she sees Laura's face like superimposed in front of Donna's face and then what does she see? A guy crouching under the bed. What the what? Was the guy really there? I don't know. I mean if he was crouching down low enough. It was a bed so I feel like. Was that Donna that was with her? Donna was with Sarah. They yeah. were chatting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Sarah saw Laura and in a guy Donna. Crouching and then, underneath a bed. And then she saw a creepy guy at the foot of a bed. Well, wait, let's be honest. We saw a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to try to tell me that guy was not creepy? Well, I'm just saying, as a person, like, I feel like, I feel like out of context, I'm a creepy guy. So, in defense of all creepy guys. I mean, he was. Like, he was kind of like, mm, mm. But we don't know. He might have been scared. Maybe. Uh, in maybe. defense of all creepy guys, I got your back. <laughs> not all creepy. Creepy. Not all. Uh, hashtag not all creepy guys. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Ronette's parents are at the hospital. Uh, Ronette, if you'll remember, was the other girl. Is this the first time missing. we met them? Yeah, this is yeah. the first time we meet her I liked parents. them. Yeah, Hawk is questioning them. Um, he finds out that she was working at... Horn's department store, yeah. which I believe is also owned by Ben Horn. So or he the, owns a department the store. The Horn family. And a... And a hotel. And a hotel. And he's apparently involved he's, in possible bankruptcy slash arson. Great he's at trying, Monopoly when he was a kid. trying to get Norwegians to invest in, in uh, uh, ventures. Um, he's got a toe in everything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Is that a phrase? So, <laughs> he's got a toe in everything? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've never he's heard of that. He's got a toe in all he's those things. Yeah. Speaking of toes, him and Catherine. Oh, that was, oh get, my goodness, he does. Get a little toe action he there. Did. It, toe action that. was so good that he had to take that clothes right back off. <laughs> he got finished putting the clothes on. He said, toe action, so good. Clothes come off. So. <laughs> uh, so Ronette worked at the perfume counter at Horn's department store. And then Hawk sees a man, a one-armed man. Yeah. What? And he's dressed kind of like in an unusual way. I'm trying yeah. to remember what it is, like a red jacket or something. Yeah, he's got almost like kind of like maybe business attire. Yeah, he's a one-armed man. One-armed man. And he, uh, he's, Hawk, being a good police officer, is like, this looks shady. I'm going to yeah. follow this I like guy. Hawk. I know, Hawk is cool. So he's following him and he sees, and then he can't find the guy anymore, but he sees a sign pointing to the morgue. And yeah. he, a, or oxygen. Or oxygen. <laughs> Probably it the could be either one. You know, <laughs> by the way, the bluest room of all time, right? Why are the lights so blue in there? Like it was crazy blue. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so he sees him go in there, but yeah. then he turns around. He's like, "Well, I guess everything looks fine." <laughs> <laughs> Being the good cop he is, he's like, "I will follow him halfway, <laughs> and then I'm just gonna go back." <laughs> well, he was in the middle of an interrogation. Yeah. There. yeah. Well, okay, Hawk. <laughs> Audrey is dancing. Yeah. To the actual soundtrack. Thank you. The, when they use the soundtrack in the show, like that's so cool because I, I thought she was just dancing, like just moving to herself, yeah. and we hear the music, but he comes by and shuts it off. He and does. Then... You hear the record scratch, and you <gasps> assume, and you can assume that I guess are the characters hearing the same music that we're hearing? the whole time. There's no way. Maybe not the whole time. No, but maybe the music we're hearing exists. Yeah. Audrey admits that she's the one who put the Norwegians off, and it's very clear that her and her dad don't have a very good relationship. Yeah, he says something like, uh, what does it say? I lost you years ago. Yeah. We lost Laura two days ago, and I lost you ten years ago That's or something. Intense. Yeah, She does not like him. No, and he doesn't seem to like her. Yeah, he he does either. this thing with his hand when she mentions the Norwegians. He goes, 
<laughs> like that because he's really angry. And the thing that you do with your hand, by the way, is clench your fist. Yeah, we should, you should just tweet out, like, everything I do whenever, because I do a lot of talking with my body, if you guys so ever So I'll tweet out your James impression, and I'll tweet out your Ben Barron impression. What? Why are you on Like that. We visit the Briggs household. Yep. Um, they're having dinner. Major Briggs is trying to give oh, that's Bobby. Guy. This, by the way, this is Bobby's family. Uh, his dad is Major Briggs, and he's trying to give him a heart to heart. Yeah. Um, Without the heart. <laughs> and well, it doesn't go well. Yeah. I think it starts off with good intentions, but it ends with him slapping a cigarette out of Bobby's mouth into his um yeah. his mom's meatloaf. It's such like a well, you shouldn't be smoking at the dinner table. Well, you shouldn't. Also, you know, Bobby's clearly disrespecting his father in that moment as far as trying to have a, yeah. a heart-to-heart conversation with him. And he's just sort of blowing him off and he's about to smoke at the dinner table. Not okay. <laughs> by the way, world's smallest dinner table, by the way. <laughs> Bobby's sticking, his feet are sticking out under the table, you know? Bobby's a big kid and um, there's only three Almost of like them. he's older than an actual high school student. It's really, <laughs> almost that. like he's a full-grown man. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, Coop and Harry are also eating. They're eating at the diner. Yeah. Um, they meet Shelly, yeah. and they hear about Leo. And uh, Coop also gets to talk to Norma. Um, and you, they find out that Laura was helping to run the Meals on Wheels program. Which, by the way, is there anything Laura did not do? She apparently... Woman, she's the girl who signed up for all of the extracurriculars. Yeah, she's helping with school. Meals on Wheels. She's helping Josie learn English. She's, she's helping, helping Johnny. She's tutoring Johnny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's uh, she was a remarkable young woman. She dances in weird videos in the woods that... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I taught Amanda last night. I said, this is what kids do before Twitter existed. They just dance in the woods, slapping high five to each other in slow motion um uh harry uh this is where harry says again what we're all thinking i love the character of harry truman the sheriff because he always says what we're all thinking and this is where he mentions that coop has the metabolism of a bumblebee yeah because yeah. coop is eating he said i'll take two more slices of this pie coop is eating multiple pieces you of think pie. he's working out like all the time i don't know that's what i, I always assume that's what the um the scene of him hanging upside down was supposed to indicate that he was like doing like crunches like or something. Space con- crunches. I don't or know. Whatever. Or maybe he just is like a, just a really, uh, you know, very high energy. I guess so. We don't see him snacking a lot. Rate, People say you know. that you put weight on not from the meals you eat, but from the snacks you yeah, eat. Yeah. You know? So we it. see him eat full Except meals. Except for the donuts that he's snacking on constantly. Well, if he <laughs> skipped his lunch, I guess it would balance out. I don't know. <laughs> There's the log ladies also the log at the lady. diner. I was trying to explain the log lady to Amanda. She was like, wait, what? How did I miss that? The log lady. So if, if log lady is just a lady who carries a log. That's all we know about her so far. Mm-hmm. And she says to them, they, I mean, they see her and they speak to her and she tells them, one day my log will have something to say about this. My log saw something that night. Mm-hmm. And Coop wants to know what the log saw. And she says, ask it. Yeah. And Coop, in a very uncharacteristic move, Cooper does not ask the log. You think he would, right? I thought he would, yeah, because he's Cooper. And he's, like, delighted by all of the weird stuff that goes it, on in Twin You think Peaks. that log is from Douglas, Douglas first? <laughs> I don't know. But there's, I don't know. There's something going on with the log. And I feel like Coop really missed out on an opportunity there um, to find out what's going on. Um, it was just, that was kind of, like, a weird moment. Yeah. Um, then... Leo. Oh, this is a hard scene for me. Beats Shelly. Implied beating, but we're pretty sure it happened. You probably know. Uh, yeah. With God. he puts soap in a sock and then he 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 Well, let's put things her. in perspective. He beats her because she lost a shirt. Yeah. How insane is also, that? Also, she just brought him pie. Yeah. That is I was so nervous. So I I was incur- so I thought he was coming by to get some pie. So every time everyone asked for pie, I was like, I hope it's not the last place. So when Cooper yeah. asked for, can I have two more slices? I was like, oh my god, they're running out of pie. <laughs> they're running out of pie. We gotta. I hope we have more pie, right? But luckily, I guess she saved it. Probably the beginning of the day, saved a slice saved of pie. A slice of pie for Leo. She brings it home, and how does he repay her? He whacks her with mm. soap and a sock. He puts some music on too. Oh, What's the song? I don't know. This is the this is like my least favorite scene yeah. in the whole show, and it just makes me hate Leo. Like I already hate him because his hair is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate him because he beats his wife with with. One soap of those is worse than the other one. Listen, I Shelly's not really wife of the year. She's having an extramarital affair on him, but man, Leo. 
WTH? Like, well, wow. he's not beating her because of the affair, you know. He's not beating I mean, her because she lost the shirt. But first to of be all, fair, the shirt is probably evidence of well, a murder case. Well, I was gonna say to be fair, no matter what, don't beat your wife. Never, you know, even if she's having an affair or lost the shirt. But what I'm saying is like. This is a minor thing, right? Ooh. Didn't he threaten to strangle her in the yeah. last episode? What is this weird house they're living in, by the way? Like, it's like half finished? She turns... It looks like a normal house, but then she turns the corner. It's like half finished. Yeah. I thought we did a sane change. Like, I thought he no, took No, this somewhere. is like their house that they so live scary, in. So Yeah, man. it's weird. He's swinging um, that... Donna uh, brings James over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, where's your sister? I was wondering that myself. So she just is. went right out the window. Well, also, <laughs> clearly the... I mean, I know this was a cozy moment. Clearly the dad's not going to punish him if they leave, so, you know. Yeah, I feel like this might be another continuity error, that she had a sister in the first episode, and now she doesn't Does a sister, sister never anymore. show up again? I, I don't... I don't remember... The sister is definitely not of consequence ever again, I don't think, well, but... Um, I just thought it was weird that they're having a family dinner and it's just mom and dad and Donna. This is what we do. You know how we have a counter for people of color, right? Yeah. Four people. We we have a counter for episodes without Donna's sister. What's her name? (laughs) I don't even remember. Oh god. Do you think it's like? Do you do you ever watch Happy Days? Yes. In the first season, Richie Cunningham had an older brother. Oh, and then he disappeared. He he went up the stairs and he never came back down. Yeah. Or same thing with Brady Bunch. First season, they they had a dog, uh, Tiger. Oh, that's right. Dog never showed up. But they always reference a dog, but the dog never. So maybe that's it. So counter, one episode without without Donna's sister. I think total Donna actually, um, and this is just from my personal knowledge of watching the television show, I think she actually has two sisters. Um, uh, but we don't, they're not consequential, really. That's called out-of-game knowledge. I know, I do. I'm metagaming. You're metagaming right now. now. We're in episode two. I did think it was weird, though, that they didn't show up to the family dinner. She could be having a sleepover or something. Maybe. Okay, I'm I'm down for that. Um, James, uh, gives a little bit of his tragic backstory. His dad has passed away. His mom writes for the paper. She's out on business all the time. A lot. I'm gonna call some BS on that. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Basically sidestepping. Yeah, that might be James kind of trying to um, look a little good in front of the parents. I think. I don't know. I love his like sweater that he was wearing. (laughs) It's such a great scene. His meet the parents. James is like, yeah, one of my favorites. He's so great. He's like, hey, hi guys, hi, hi. (laughs) And then like, I like it later in that scene when the parents leave to get whatever. He they. like hold hands over the table. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's really so cute. sweet. And they're it's like, a cozy scene. I love holding hands. Uh, meanwhile, Mike and Bobby pull up outside and Uh-oh. they see that James has stolen. First, he stole Bobby's girlfriend. Then he stole snakes. And, and now he's stole, stolen Mike's girlfriend. He's a girlfriend stealer, that James. You gotta look out for him. It is Snake, right? Yeah, Mike, yeah. And, Mike and Snake are the same dude. Mike and Snake. <laughs> Thank you. And now, the last scene of the episode of Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> listening to tapes that Laura made him. And she sends them to him. Yeah. Apparently. And and in the tape she's talking about James. She says James is so sweet but so dumb. Yeah. And she also says that she's probably going to get lost in the woods that night with that mystery man she'd been telling him about. And And we we hear what she's saying. Yes. But then at that point. But then he puts it on the headphones. And now Jacoby's just listening to it. He's been carrying around a coconut during the scene, opens the coconut. And it's the other half of it. It's the other half of the necklace. Oh my goodness. Now speaking of continuity errors, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's on a, like a, a cord. Whereas in the first episode, it was clearly on a chain, like a gold chain. We're talking about the 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 necklace. necklace. Oh, okay. And uh, I I remember when I was watching the show, I formed like a crazy fan theory that maybe there were multiple necklaces. That's not that crazy. That like Laura was giving out necklaces. I got a crazier theory for you. (laughs) I was thinking about this last night. But I'm pretty sure it's just a continuity error. But now we know that Jacoby was the one, Dr. Jacoby was the one who apparently was following James and or, Donna. Or and someone the... took it and gave it to him. Oh, it could be. That could be. Okay. All right. Hey, well, let's talk this about... is a recap. Let's do... So many mysteries. Let's talk about these crazy Okay, what mysteries do we have going on? Real quick, I just want to return to some of your mysteries, some of your theories, and see if you still have them. Um, uh, Do you still suspect Josie? To be a a man? (laughs) 
what are you laughing? Um, last night I consulted with Amanda. I said, still looking like a man? She said, still looking like a man. I so. got a question, though. Now we find out that Harry's been seeing her for six weeks. Don't you think that Harry would have figured out if she was a man by now? Uh, Tess, no judging. I think he knows. <laughs> I know you're... You know what? This isn't fair because the way you're laughing, I have a feeling she's not a man. <laughs> no, no, no. I just love... I love the... Why not? Harry. Right? We don't know. I will say... Um, There's a reason he's keeping a secret. We know that we can't really talk about my theories because I've seen all of yeah. the show and that would be metagaming, but I will say at this point in the series, I found Josie to be trustworthy because... I trust Harry as a judge of character. Oh, really? I don't know. For some reason, I feel like Harry's a good guy, and he, he wouldn't associate with someone who was bad, but that was just my theory at the time. I, I trust Harry, but I don't trust him to be good at his job. Oh, Because I, I really think that it was like, uh-oh, something serious happened. Let's call in someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> and nothing against I know Harry made the joke, like, I feel like you're Watson. He didn't really do too much this episode. Right. He just followed... He just he followed, followed Cooper, Cooper around. Yeah. That's all he did. Yeah. You know? Oh, whoa, well, wow, well, well, I mean, this donut. You know? <laughs> I like him. He's a cool guy, but he's, I like his hair. He's got, it makes me think of Hobbit hair. Like, it's just real tight and he's curly. He's got great it's hair. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I still <laughs> have, even despite you laughing, have reservations about her. Okay. Um, my other uh, theory I wanted to revisit was uh, your theory that perhaps Diane and um, Albert and Sam and anyone that he's talking to on the tapes are not real. real. But in this episode, he is giving directions, I think, to Albert. Sure. So. Uh, it seems like they're real people, <laughs> but right now we haven't seen them, okay. you know? Without using meta knowledge. When you see it, you'll believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When I see it, I'll believe it. How about this? Before I go into theories, how about we list kind of like ongoing mysteries that are yeah. still going on? Well, so, who killed Laura? Still a still mystery. mystery. Who took the locket? We're pretty sure it's Dr. Jacoby. Probably Jacoby, yeah. but you make a good point. It yeah. could have been someone we think else it's him. who delivered it to him. We um, don't know. Why are those drapes so noisy? <laughs> What's her name? Nadine. Nadine is working on that, yes. solving the, the thing. Okay. All right. What are you? What else? What other? Okay. So here's got? some theories I've got. Um, and okay, for the listeners, I gotta remember. Like, I can infer like how credible these theories are based on the way Tess reacts. So I just have to like, I have to take the you know, take that knowledge yeah. out of it. I think that there's multiple Laura Palmers. Oh. I think there's at least two of them. I think they're twins, and they were like secret twins. Because I'm like, how are they? How are they so busy doing all these things, right? And if one of them was kind of like dating James, one of them kind of had a secret thing with who is it, Jay or a secret? Not well, secret mystery man. Mystery Jay, man, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, she was so busy, right? She was visiting the doctor. She was doing meals on wheels. She was helping Josie with English. She was tutoring. Johnny. Johnny. She goes to school. She's she, dating Bobby. She's, she's dating, dating Bobby. James. What she's the heck? This isn't one person. This is two people. Wow. One's dead. And when Laura Palmer shows up, maybe is the return still going on? <laughs> it is. In yes. the last episode of The Return, I'm going to tell everyone <laughs> I called it from the beginning. Yeah. And her name's going to be like J- J- Julie Palmer or something wow. like that. So you think there is maybe more than one Laura I think there's Palmer. more than one Laura Palmer. Theory two, yes. or, or maybe not theory, another mystery. That coconut that Dr. Jacoby took off his tree, is that a real coconut? I think it might be. I think Jacoby, I don't know. He loves have, island stuff. Yeah, he he's really into islands, um, and uh, he's really into, like, Hawaii. He yeah. had surfboards yeah. in his, I think, uh, we'll learn more about Jacoby as the series goes on, but I think he may have, like, visited some place with a real coconut. One thing we forgot, too, or we might have mentioned it, and I I didn't pick up on it, but he's listening, and we don't hear what what she's saying about her mystery person. Right. But he's, like, broken up. Like oh, God, says, that's yeah. right. He's he, crying. He loses it. He, he is loses crying it. Yeah. So Considering much. in the last episode, he's, like, laughing when he's talking about a dead girl. Now yeah. he's listening to her and, and, he's, and crying. he's crying. So what's going on there? What yeah. is going on? Dr. So theory, it might be a real coconut. It might just be a plastic <laughs> coconut that he keeps it in. It was just a really weird thing. I'm, I'm going to, um, I think it's a real coconut. Yeah. Yeah. Based oh. on my metagame knowledge. You think so? Oh, that's a real, then he has a real coconut tree sitting in there? <laughs> the, um, let's think about this. Uh, okay. Yes. Log lady. Yeah. I know we're going to learn more about her. Log is an actual living thing. Think so? That there's something living in the log. Like a person. Not a tiny person, but like a, a spirit. Yeah. You know, because right now, I'll tell you right now, when, what was uh, Laura's mom's name? 
Sarah. Was she had that maybe premonition? Oh, that's another mystery. What's the deal with the premonitions? Yeah. And what's the deal with the guy creeping under the bed? Yeah. We don't know. Is it stuff that she saw and then she blacked it out? Is I'll it stuff you, that she's experiencing with psychic powers? I don't know, man. What are you going to tell me? Well, I will say that I had a theory at this point, and I was developing a theory at this point in the series that the house might be haunted. Yeah. Because, like, they, they keep showing... The ghost like, lives in the fan. <laughs> yeah, they keep showing that stairwell with the fan, and, and like, yeah, and she seems to be experiencing some sort of, like, psychic, like... Something. Weird visions or whatever, and I was wondering if it's somehow associated with the house, like, it's the house, like, being haunted by mm-hmm. Laura, or, um, I'll tell you, Brett's theory. Brett okay. had a theory, um, that... The whole town was built on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> sure. Well, I have a similar theory that there's some kind of like poison gas that's just slowly making everyone insane. Yeah. And like some houses, it's closer. So then, like, you got, um, is it Nadine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. a little bit closer. Log Lady lives right on top of it, you know? So, your, your theory about the Log Lady is that that log legitimately, uh, can like, is, is experiencing and telling her things. Yeah. 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 That's my theory. That's your theory. Sticking to it. I feel like I've got one other one. Oh, I told you the poison one already. That there's a... Yes. Yeah. So, so everyone in the town is slowly going And insane. I think this fits under the So Many Mysteries banner. I think Catherine Martell and Leo and anyone else that seems mean, all red herrings. Oh, yeah. All red herrings. You think so? I'm calling it right now. Red right. herrings. Is there anybody right now that you think did kill Laura? That we know of. Or do you think it's an outsider? Special Agent <gasps> Cooper. Stop I'm it. I'm calling no. it right now. What? I'm calling it right now. Crazy. Last episode of The Return. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode of The Return. That's probably the only one I really suspect. So, Also, who knew that Dr. Jacoby owned brown gloves? Remember, that was my whole reasoning to think it was big. Was it Big Ed or whatever? Yeah, if it was Dr. Jacoby. Yeah, we don't know. I think it probably was. Probably, who yeah. took it. And then he cried. So he must have followed them or something. Crying. Crying really hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have a quotable quotation? Of course I do. Do you? You want me to go first? You go first. Here, I'll go. Um, it's two people. Catherine and Benjamin are in <laughs> you there. You like the scene. I, I, I like the scene a lot. I like the scene a lot because it's when they're kind of like doing their tryst, right? Yes. You know? And it's a secret affair, right? Yes. Yeah. And they're doing her thing. And Catherine, I tell you now, she's an older lady. Yeah. She got a blanket around her. It's a very nice She's look- looking pretty look- good. She was looking very, like she was giving him the eyes, she's right? She's looking good for also, an older lady. She was giving him the eyes too that like we just finished doing grown up <laughs> stuff. stuff. <laughs> grown up sexy stuff. But she wasn't done, right? Because yeah. she was like, there's a time, this used to last days, and he, or a whole day, and he was like, well, I got things to do. Anyway, he gets dressed, and then later, she says, I've gotten used to our conducting business and pleasure. And Benjamin says, sweetheart, it's all the same to me. <laughs> I love that line. Because to me, I love that line because, one, it just shows, like, he, he's, the, he's the Monopoly guy, right? Yeah. He wants to do all that. He's doing something shady with the lumber mill. He did this. He did that. He did that. And But he's having relations with Catherine and it just shows like he's telling her right now like hey this is why we're doing it right yeah but I enjoy what I'm doing so this is what I'm doing I thought that's such a great line I, I love that, it um uh past two episodes you have chosen um sleazy <laughs> sleazy pickup lines as your quotable quotation <laughs> maybe I just really like sleazy pickup that is a good point actually well or are they amazing pickup lines now that you think about it? They you are know? pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, What's your quote, My Tess? quote, let me get it here. It was um, the scene where they're being served coffee, um, uh, fish coffee. Yes. And um, uh, Pete asks uh, Coop, how does he take his coffee? Yes, this is a good line, too. And Coop says that he takes it black, but he takes it. Black as a midnight on a moonless night. And then Pete says, That's pretty black. 
pretty black. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. That's a really I good love quote. it. I love it so much. I've actually used that quote uh, once, one time to order coffee, and the barista didn't appreciate it. She, <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't realize it was a reference. She was just like, "Oh my god, please move along." <laughs> I think it's cool. Were you? I like to imagine when you made that quote, you're wearing like a black lipstick, and you're all like gothed out. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like in my normal librarian you attire. Ever, you ever go through a goth phase when you were younger? Tess? No, no, absolutely not. That's a bummer. Oh, well. <laughs> I always feel like I know my sister did for sure. And I know I've talked to, um, was it Josie? No, it was uh, uh, our coworker Shannon. Remember, she mentioned it. Oh, yeah. And, and I love the idea of, like, when you were younger, trying to figure out who you are. You're yeah. like, well, I guess this is what I am. I'm a part wizard. I definitely went through, like, a goth phase mentally and emotionally yeah. where I was like, I hit the world and everyone sucks and I'm just going to listen to The Cure all Did the you? time. So not, like, with your clothes. But, but I, like, didn't, yeah. I didn't wear, like, all black or anything. I couldn't get away with that. My mom and dad were pretty strict like they bought all my clothes for me and i wasn't allowed to wear makeup or dye my hair or anything so i didn't really get to live that but if they didn't maybe maybe yeah because i know when i as soon as i went out to college i did like immediately dye my hair a bunch of crazy colors and get like three or four piercings in my ear and a tattoo so i I gotta tell you whenever i see girls or men now that dye their hair i do get a little jealous because for the listeners I, I shave my head. You could dye your beard. I could. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I have a, I have a friend who dyes his beard. Yeah? Yeah. Does it look cool? Not really. I think, here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, friend. The uh, My sister definitely went through like a heavy goth phase where yeah. it was all. I have another friend who dyes his beard and it is actually, I think it, it looks, it looks pretty cool on him, but I do have another one who's like. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's hit or miss. It's everyone or miss. has to find their own thing. So <laughs> cool. These are great quotes. Do you have an MVP this week? I do. I love this. By the way, I love the MVP music. It's so like grand, and then it's just like our like just our goofy cast talking about this one episode. <laughs> Who is your MVP of the episode, Miss Tess? I'm going to give it probably the first of many episodes to Special Agent Dale Cooper. Yeah, he I was, had a feeling you would. He was on the case yeah. this episode. Yeah. Totes perfect. He had some great quotes. He did. He literally ran the whole case because Harry. <laughs> we love you, Harry. I love you, Harry. I love you and your hair. I don't know what you're doing. Ooh, another theory. When he was born, he was born with that full head of hair. <laughs> I like and it. And then he said, uh... His name's Harry. Just like that. Because <laughs> like my daughter was born with a head of hair. Yeah. But I like to imagine his was like just massive, like this beautiful man. And they named hair. him Harry they, because they, he I guess, was Harry. I guess we'll name him Harry. Harry baby. That's what we'll name you him You don't think Harry. he was named after President Harry S. Truman? Just a weird coincidence. I like to imagine <laughs> that Harry, our detective Harry Truman, doesn't even know... <laughs> That there is a president. That, like, I like to imagine one episode someone goes, oh, like the president. He's like, who? <laughs> um, my MVP, my MVP of the episode. And I got to tell you, Agent, I got to tell you too, Agent Cooper's amazing. Yeah. Like, I love him too. Yeah. But I can't always do Coops. No, you can't. You know? You can't always do Coops. Yeah, in fact, I probably would have done Coops the last episode too. It's just I want to, like, you know, spread out the love a little bit. Yeah, So yeah. my MVP for this episode is James. I like that we got, and not just because I do the James face, but I like that we got more info about him. Yeah. That I think he's a legitimate good guy, and I really like the scene of him being like, here's my sweater. Hey, guys, I'm just a cool guy dating your daughter. No big deal here. Oh, wait, I was arrested for possibly being a murderer? No big deal. Ha, ha, ha. Let's hold hands. You know, and I, I like him. And also, um, is it Mike and Bobby? Yeah. Snake and Bobby. Um, yeah. They uh, too bad they can only kill him once. Uh, you know that was a runner's up for me for a quote, but I had to get a sleazy <laughs> pickup line. So that's our MVP. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, very Love cool. Yes. Okay, how many fish in a percolator would you give this episode, Tess? I give it another solid four fish in a percolator. Four, four out of five fish in a percolator. I gotta tell you, Tess. Yeah, I would give this one four. Fish in a percolator. Nice. I feel like you liked this episode. I like better, this. I know you get nervous about like me. The thing is, I like shows. <laughs> that's be, that's only because when I say like it's time to record St. Peaks, y'all, and you go, oh god. It oh is. god, that's right. I do, don't I? No, I like the show. I, I like it a lot. Actually, I like more now that there's more mysteries. Yeah. And I'm slowly kind of figuring out who people are, like names yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you did really good this Thank episode. Thank you. I know. Yeah. I know. I've been yeah. trying. No notes in front of me, by the yeah. way. Um, 
I've been trying, uh, but I like the mysteries, and I like where I like any show where I can be like, maybe the log is alive. Yeah. You think about that, Amanda? <laughs> Amanda, you ever think the log's alive? You know? Um, but yeah, I'm digging it. I'm concerned, though, that I'm going to... So now, there, there, there was... So one concern we had is that I would hate the show. Yeah. And that we're like, I'm being forced to watch it for like a year and a half of my life. Right. right. Or more. But now I'm concerned I'm going to like the show too much. And now I got to wait two mm. weeks to watch it again. You do. But you got a lot going on. You got a lot of diapers to change. I do more than change yeah. diapers. Yeah, I know you do, man. Yeah. You got like ASL to learn. I do have ASL. You've got books to read. It'll be okay. Yeah. I will say that the show varies in quality um, as this as it goes along. I would say like the first season is solid. The second season definitely has some peaks and Really? Valleys. What's funny is I was talking to a friend, my, my buddy Josh, Joshy as I call him, um, he, <laughs> against his will, he um, he says second season goes bonkers. That's what he says. It does. It does go bonkers. That's what I'm looking forward to. All right. Man, you're in for a wild ride. So in... I'm excited to take this journey in, with you. Uh, in s- how many episodes are in the first season? Eight? Eight. I so think, in yeah. 16 weeks or so, <laughs> you know, or less than that, we will hit uh, se- season two. Yeah. The, I mean, the show is bonkers, Period. It gets, I would say, even more bonkers in season two. And season three slash The Return is just a whole nother animal. Have you read the book, too? Yes. You've read the book already? The Secret History of Twin Yeah. Kids. Yes, Damn. I have. I thought we were going to save that together. No, no, I've read that, but I'll tell you, there's a new, there's a new, another book that's going to come out. That the, takes place? The final dossier is going to come out Where does that fall the on the timeline? It'll come after the return. Okay. So it'll be- Save good. that one. I will. I'll save it for you, man. For real. For real Wait, please. uh-oh. What just flew in through a window? <laughs> a dove. Oh, uh, okay. Put your finger on, two fingers, two fingers on the heart of the dove. On and the dove, I got it. Swear. And before you formally swear that you won't read the new book, yeah. I have to promise, I have to tell you, the, the way swearing on the heart of a dove works is if you promise you can't break it okay if you do break it the dove will peck your eyes out oh okay all right so do it all right or think about it before you do it i promise Mm -hmm. that i will not read the final dossier until you sir are ready to read the final dossier okay (laughs) (laughs) right out the right out the window it's nice that you have like doves on hand i do you think that was the same you think that was the same dove Maybe, maybe yeah. it's like the promised up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. comes, it senses. Every time he shows up with blood on his beak, you know someone broke a promise. Oh man! Holy. <laughs> um, what's our email, Miss Tess? It's samepeaksyall at gmail dot com. I am manning the email. Please send us your crazy fan theories. Yeah. I hope that you're watching along with us and enjoying uh, uh, Twin Peaks, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email. Yeah. Um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Same Team Y'all. Mm-hmm. You can listen to our other podcast, Same Team Y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been another great episode of Same Team Y'all. This has been a good episode. This if has been I really do good. say yeah. so, myself. Yeah, uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys in 14 days. Woo! Bye. Bye.